All right, mic check, mic check. Morning Masters podcast, your main of course. Today I got a special guest across from me to start the new year out. I'm going to go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. Go ahead and tell people who you are. Hey, everybody. My name is Dominique Simpkins. And you want me to go more in depth? Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and tell I about have, yourself. Okay, I have my own organization called CRYDC, City of Refuge Youth Development Center. And the aim of City of Refuge Youth Development Center is to retrain the mindset of the youth from street life to heat life. And heat, heat is uh, honest, educated, assured, and triumphant um, okay. youth. And we do that through the use of character development and trade skills. All right. Um, before I'm, before we get into all that, I want to kind of give a little bit of your background, though. But before um, I do that, um, well, this is a new year. This is this is one one. It's the first time I'm doing this year. I made that made that announcement. Um, you got anything um, set that you want to like do like a new resolution? Um, do you believe in those or? I do. I, I don't want to call it a new year resolution though. Just setting goals. Period. Um, so and that's all across across all spectrums: spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially. Uh, travel goals, all that. Actually, I just did a clip on that. I seen it last night. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just wanted to set goals to uh, better and improve myself, and not just myself, my children and my community. Yeah. So is it important? Because I know it's important to me. Like we always talk about uh, New Year's resolution. It's always from a personal standpoint of a um, self-centered rather standpoint. But I feel like a lot of times too, we got to think about. Let's say I might not want to change them by myself this year for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. But I might want to impact others around me. Yeah. So, like, that would be a resolution for me as well, like, to just help those around me or help change those around me somehow, some way. Definitely. And I guess you can call that self-centered sometimes, but if you improving you helps others, that's not really self-centered. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? If you're improving yourself to where you're opening businesses or whatever you're doing and it's offering opportunities for other people, you improve in your community, not just yourself. Right. So, yeah. No, that's dope. And I think uh, basically, of, I know kind of what I do and what you do, which we get into later, it's kind of, that's what we do on a regular anyway. You know, you just kind of bettering something around you, you know what I'm saying? Something you've seen, you know, people around you rather. Um, but yeah, so let's get into a little bit about your background though. Um, like, where you, where you from? Like, I'm from Gloverville, South Carolina. <laughs> Gloverville, South Carolina. Yes. Small you know, I never, town. I've never heard that. I thought, I seen you on Facebook before. Like yeah. I said, I've, I've, I've followed you for a couple of years now, and I, I'm gonna be honest with you. And at first, I thought you just not people to say whatever they from this part of the USA mm-hmm. or they went to Hard Knocks, Hard Knocks University, not really yeah. real school, but you could put it there. <laughs> I thought that's what it was. This is a real place. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about that place. Um, small town. Uh, I grew up in the projects in Gloverville. Uh. Around all my cousins, all my family, hood life, um, witnessing all the things that you witness in the hood, the struggle. Um, Gloverville has gotten a little better in the sense that there are more black-owned businesses mm-hmm. out there now. Um, my auntie owned a business, my uncle, uh, my uncle's best friend. So it's getting a little better but it's still a lot of at-risk youth around there a lot of drug mm. dealers a lot of crackheads i hate to say it like that a lot of prostitutes a lot of drugs put it that way i, I know you say you hate to say it like that and i'm not trying to be funny but like it is it is wild like over time we've came we've come up with names for uh 
quote unquote, let's say bad kids, we say at risk, right? Yeah. We come up names with uh, delinquents. We would say delinquents, not thug. But it really, no, really no name to come up with when it comes to people that's doing drugs. Like yeah. we just say crackhead. I don't know. Like, there's right. no name for it really. So right. that's funny to me. Like what else can you call? I know, right? Like, drug addicts. <laughs> like, it's, it's harder to most time they adults. So yeah. like you know what the, would you call an adult to make a lot of mistakes? I don't know. And Irresponsible, it, I guess. Irresponsible drug addicts. I don't know. That that, that, don't, that don't. I had a nice ring to it to me. It just. I guess, but I don't know because I don't know where you would go with that. I'm, I'm, I'm a, that's my that's my resolution this year. I'm gonna think of a, a name for crackhead. I'm gonna think okay. of a one. Yeah, I'm gonna think of one. Just just cause. Just, you just gonna give it a new name. I'm gonna come up with a new name. We ain't gonna call them crackheads in 2020, 2022. Right. Well, let me know so I can uh, corner. I'm gonna at you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. But uh, Gloverville, the project. I grew up in project too. Um, I hated the project. I'm not gonna lie. Like. I, I grew up in poverty like all my life. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you know, it, it's different levels of poverty. You know, you, the project level is so different because you really confined to it. Like it's it's really a project for real. Like yeah. you really are a project. Yeah. Like everything you could think about in this, all like just to see how you're gonna react to this. Yeah. How is this gonna? If we put this these uh, not gonna say at risk, but these at risk kids with these uh, um low-paid citizens, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like, what, what, what's going to happen? Yeah. And it's all like a, like a rat trap, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I that's, hate the project for that reason. definitely what it is. Um, but then I noticed, like, growing up in just uh, areas that are still bad, but it's not necessarily a project, it's just different. Yeah. It's different when it's, it's smaller, confined. So, like, what's, what was the projects in Gloverville like? Definitely small and confined, hence why there was a lot of things going on. Um but the things that we had when we were younger, we had outlets mm-hmm. as far as boxing gyms. We had youth camps, summer camps, all those type of things. So it gave us other avenues. You know, some some neighborhoods don't have that at mm-hmm. all. They don't even have boys and girls club. Or if they do, it's low funding. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. And so, as a matter of fact, when we was coming up, all the programs was free. Now everything is charging, so it's kind of hard for especially single moms to get their kids into those activities or for even the kids to be interested in activities sometimes because sometimes the activities are boring. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, to be honest, the only thing that I hated about actually that ain't have nothing to do with Gloverville. When I grew up, when I got a little older and I stayed with my mom and my mom house was the trap house. That's what I hated. But other than that, um, other than the obvious, what made you hate it? Because I didn't want to be in that environment. Got you. Um, was it like scary or like just you always felt like there's a need for like anything to happen at any moment? Definitely. I adore, man, our house used to get raided. Mm. And it wouldn't, you know how most crack houses look like a, a, I mean, not a crack house. I didn't mean to call it a crack house because it definitely wasn't there. You know how most trap houses look like a, a trap house? Right. Nah, we had a nice house. <laughs> you tried to disguise it. <laughs> <laughs> we had a nice house. My cousins just used to, my all my cousins used to just trap out the house or whatever, and so crackheads coming to the door, house all drug deals ever. Especially when I had my first my first son before I, I had my first son at twenty twenty one, mm. and um, I was still staying with my mom at this time, fresh back home from college, and um, I never forget my brother's dead. Now my son up until this point he had never put anything in in his mouth. And just my brother had dropped some um, crack on the floor, and it was thank God it was in a bag. And my my son picked it up and put it in his mouth, and I was like, "Yeah, I can't be here no more. 
I remember, I still remember the smell of what crack smell like being cooked in the microwave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I didn't want. Um, I ain't want that life. I, I remember my mom. <laughs> my mom. If my mom hit this, she would be so mad at me. But it's just my story, mama. Uh, I remember like every little boyfriend that I did have. My mom used to smoke. I used to hate. I used to <laughs> hate my mom because she used to always smoke, smoke, yeah. smoke weed, roll a blunt. So, and, but that life made me who I am. Right, I'm telling right. you, man. And even when I got older, and I hope I'm not uh, talking too much, but when I got older, because at first I was trying my best to stay away from that life, but. Because I grew up in that environment, and mm-hmm. I remembered, hey, when hard, when times got hard, I didn't have money. I knew how to make how that to money so, so quick. So yeah. it came back to me, and then that's what I started doing. So no, for one, I want to say real quick, like you're not talking too much. This is the this is the part that get people to because we got an end goal in this anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this is the part that intrigues people because people gonna be like, oh, that's me. Yeah, I know the smell of crack when it's cooking. You know what I'm saying? Like already they intrigued, and a lot of people don't know that. Um, you know, a lot of people know that smell for real. And it's yeah. a it's smell you never forget. Like I, I, you can always tell when you in the area because you I can smell it sometimes just there alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. So with 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 the whole uh the the, the crack thing though, like with your son, I thought that was that's 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 a, that's a good feat feature, like to even say like that's when you knew like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. It, 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 it can you can see it like. You can see it. You can see it, something being repeated. Yeah. You don't want him to have to grow up and have them same ideologies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you said you might have grew up and uh, a lot of things your parents or you was around um, that that happened to you. It shaped who you are. Definitely. But you, know, I think as a parent, you never want that to shape your kid if you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can shape them differently, you'd rather do it that way. You know. Yeah. But I will say this though. You said your mom um, gonna hate this story. This your story and stuff like that. Then that's dope. But I always feel like. Parents or any elders that was living in that kind of lifestyle, at least getting by, how they knew how to get by, I would look at it like, like uh, from a positive standpoint, as if like they had to crawl so you could walk yeah. type of thing. So, yeah. like she did that, and it helped me where I'm at because like I don't want to do that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I respect her all that stuff. But I don't want. I don't want to do X Y Z. You know what I'm saying. Definitely respect my mom. Um, man, I remember sometimes, especially uh, you know, like you know, coming up. My mom, my mom made it happen. You get what I'm saying? From times when we ain't have stuff, but my mama always made it happen mm-hmm. to where we had stuff. I never, I never felt poor in my life, even though I know we from the right. hood. You get what I'm saying? Um, I I never cared for Jordans and stuff like that. So those, those weren't the things that I had to have. But um, I was my own person. But because I saw my mom, how she always was go-getting, that's why I am the way I mm-hmm. am. You get what I'm saying? My mom worked her butt off every day, all day. And the crazy thing about it is her husband, which he no longer is, but he was a he was a crackhead. Mm. So he was the one. My mama was the breadwinner of the family. You know, sometimes he would take our stuff or um, just probably even take our stuff. But at the end of the day, my mama always made sure me and my sister had, and I'm talking about, and e- and even my brother, my brother, like I said, my brother's dead now, um, but I remember he's not my real brother, he's my sister boyfriend, but um, I remember him and my mom always just, and my uncle aunt always being there for me, and my auntie Monica, I always had a support system. Mm-hmm. I don't think. If I didn't have, if I I know, if I didn't have a support system in my life, I wouldn't be where I am. Right. 
I'm not saying that I'm not, I've achieved or I have arrived, but I'm way, I'm way better in a whole different mindset than I was when I was younger. I think that's a that's a big thing to talk about too. Sometimes I think a lot of times we have this um, this big when you I think and I think talking let's talking to you. You look at life from a reality standpoint, and we look at life from a reality standpoint. You know, like where I guess society would have you to be at. Yeah. So we, and, and based on your uh, upbringing, your surroundings, where you could be at, and versus where you at, it give you a whole different perspective of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I could be doing this, but I'm doing this. So yeah, yeah I might not be necessarily millionaires like that, but. I feel very successful because of where I'm at versus where I, on paper where I'm supposed to be at. Heck yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I like that a lot. But I think, like I said, talking to to kids the youth a lot of times, they don't necessarily see it that way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They think it's this quick scheme out. Like you were saying a little while ago, you was like, well, you knew if you needed something, you could do this, that, and third. Yeah. It's a lot of people like that. Like we're not necessarily bad kids or we don't do negative or things you're supposed to do on a regular basis, but we just know. It, it sucks, but like, we know that's a plan B. And see, you know, <laughs> definitely. And that's why CRYDC, we help kids uh, discover trade skills, you know, um, just getting them something that they like, whether it be landscaping, um, whether it be detailing cars or learning or even shadowing so they can learn how to uh, cut hair, all those type of things. We help them learn uh, a secondary trade skill. I remember I used to work at uh for Aiken County Public Schools and I used to work at Pinecrest and it's crazy because I just seen this young man the other day and I always tell this story. When I tell you one of he probably was one of the baddest kids, you know, how they how we get labeled mm-hmm. or whatever. But when he came to my class, he was just cause I always put it like if you respect me, I respect you. And that's how my class was. I got a little hood in me, so they and yeah, they from they the hood. They that, relate. Yeah. They relate. So, they relate to. Definitely. That's why I thank God for that. I don't ever ever want to um discredit where i came from but i remember him being man this dude knew so much about computers but because of his environment he didn't want to even try to um try to achieve that but you knew what he knew how to do easy right sell weed and crack mm-hmm. so guess what that's what he uh went to he wasn't getting no business uh doing the computers right. it, but that's exactly why i try to push that on kids these days, man. If you're, if you're, man, parents, I hope parents listening. If your kids are good in different avenues, don't try to just make them be good at one thing. Let them mm-hmm. experiment. Let them discover who they want to be instead of just trying to get them. Like, we always are quick to give our kid a football or a basketball, which is good. But that same kid might know how to make beats. That same kid might know how to do art or, yep. or rap or sing or dance or any of that stuff or weld. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Cut grass. They might be fired cutting grass, but they'll never know because you know what most kids are doing now? Playing the house, playing a game. Yeah. We have to teach them stuff to help cultivate who they are. Um, I want to get into the um the the, the other stuff, but I want to ask one more thing real quick because the first time I met you, it was at a bully, bullying event, right? Mm-hmm. And you spoke about how you was a bully. Yeah. So uh, talk about that a little bit. Um, Like, how did you, how did you, like, what, what made you? What made me a bully? And, and what made you a bully? What made you stop? I want to know like that, that spill. Like, what made me a bully was my environment. I I grew up tough, man. Tough. I grew up. You don't let nobody hit you. You don't let nobody uh, push you around. All that type of stuff. And because of where I was from, so you might not know Gloverville, but people who, <laughs> if you ain't living at Aiken, Graniteville, South Carolina uh, area, mm-hmm. trust me, they know. 
And so I had a, I don't want to say a, I don't know, man. I just. You had a chip on your shoulder or something? I I don't I don't. Did you I guess. see? Did you see bullying? Like, did you see it being? Did you see? No, I just okay. knew my family ain't playing no games. So it just that just came with with me with who I was. You get what I'm saying? My family was raised like that. We didn't play no games. Um, you don't let nobody run over you. You don't let people just talk to you in the kind of way. And they still are. Man, my sister is crazy. <laughs> I got so crazy relatives. I'm telling you, <laughs> they don't. My um. You look at them wrong, and they ready to pop off. You get what I'm saying? Right. And I, it's funny now because my granddad, my granddad had got into it with this woman who came to his door one time, and um, he was like, "My, that's all, that's all right. My granddaughter on the way, she gonna beat you up, talking about me or whatever." But then he <laughs> he thought about it because I'm no longer like that. He was like, "Oh man, I gotta call somebody else because she ain't gonna do nothing but pray for you." But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's what made, my environment made me a bully. A lot of kids, even when they, you know, when you you know the schools, when you yeah. the difference in the school, when you go into the school that's surrounded by the hood versus mm-hmm. the school that ain't surrounded. Come on, man, it's all out war. It's it's get it by any means necessary. Yeah. Kill or be killed. That I, I was gonna ask you was that the mindset? Like sometimes I think. Well, I know everybody, I had a bullying phase. I never say I was a bully or maybe like one grade or something like that. But like just a phase where I don't know, you experiment as a kid. Like you're just doing it. And yeah. then you see like, damn, that's the impact I'm having on doing. I'm just yeah. keep doing it. But I always live vicariously through other people though. So when I saw a bully get taken down one day, I was like, I don't ever want that. I don't, want, I don't experience that though. So yeah. I'm going to just chill, you know what I'm saying? Because it can happen. So I, I always just did my own thing. But yeah, as a kid, you, you're going to be a part of the environment. If you see, bullying being done and sometimes you don't know you're seeing it being done you just you just seeing something yeah. right but when you outside and you some older kids and you see like everybody like say you got nine kids mm-hmm. say, you got, say you got 10 but like nine of them are like all like they'll do a certain they'll do things to a certain extent to that one person yeah 10 speaking i'm looking at the person as a bully because they they but he could just have respect for all i know but yeah. me being younger in that mindset i'm like Okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be tougher to get yeah. that kind of respect. But then you think tougher is going around messing with everybody. Really, it could be just giving everybody respect. You know? Yeah, I just felt like um, I don't ever think I felt like I had to fight for my respect. In a sense, it's just like you gonna respect me. Mm-hmm. You know? take it, yeah. And and it's crazy because now I teach my kids like about respect, respect how important it is. You know especially when I was working at Pinecrest, I keep bringing it up because every child doesn't know what respect is. And mm-hmm. we all have different, different respect levels. The things you might tolerate might not be what I right, tolerate. Right. So you have to be uh, careful what you try to push off on people or try to, what you even try to say to people. Cause I'm telling you, you never know who will chin check you in a minute. I'm trying to tell you. So, I'm yeah. glad I had the experience that they're like, I think yeah. I, I got in and got out for the bullying thing, but they're definitely still always demanding respect though. And you just, like I said, it depends on who you meet in the product of your environment. And I think that's, we keep saying that, but like it's different ways to look at the you know, product of your environment too. If you meet the person that's um a very respectable person, yeah, you're going to look at the product of your environment as a different thing. Definitely. If you meet the rowdy person, Look at it differently. You meet the yeah. low bottom feeders who just think they're doing this, but they're not really doing it the right yeah. way. You're gonna get lost soon, but you're gonna you're gonna see it from different perspectives. So Definitely. it's all different when you think of it, think of it that way. That's why I say it's all a project, anyways. Everything is all like experimental. You have to like just find your niche. So. Definitely. Um, but in, in the to, in the bullying thing, 
I could be tripping if I remember correctly though, because like I said, you said you did it and then you grew up and you know you did it then, but you also had experience that with your with one of your my your son kid, your was son. being bullied. Okay. Heck yeah! How would you handle that with you being a bully and then you having your morals and values based off your product or your upbringing? So yeah. like, I know normally I know and we all black. Hopefully everybody watching. I don't know, but um, <laughs> you know right. the thing is, <laughs> you know you get hit. You hit, don't. They how I came up with like this. If it's family, you outside. It, everything is all like violent sometimes. So it's yeah. like, hey, if your cousin fighting, you better come back. Be fighting, or I'm, yeah. I'm beating you. Yeah. So like already, if you outside and it's, you had nothing to do with it, but it's your cousin, you got something to do with it now. Yeah. So it's really putting your mindset right. Or they say you at school with my hit you, you better hit the ass back. Yeah. Like, if I find you hit him back, I'm gonna beat you. So yeah. it's like you, you really, you really, you really stuck to to be tough or get your ass when you get yeah. home. <laughs> so Real that's what tough. you're up against. So like for you, how, how'd you, how did you tackle it? Now that you are, you know, different and definitely instilling confidence in um, all my children. Um, my son, first off, he got bullied by all races well actually he told me he fit in mostly with the uh hispanic kids uh coming up because my son is very articulate and so the black kids called him white or they would uh mess with him and then he he, he speaks proper he speaks uh, he speaks very proper and then the the white kids or should I say just all of them in general but definitely the white kids because he he talk about subjects like I, mm-hmm. if you don't see my shirt, I teach my kids on black empowerment, um, black uh, loving yourself. Uh, we don't, I don't talk about politics as much as with them, but my son picked that up on himself. So the conversations that he was having, wanted to have with kids his age, he was surpassed them in his mindset. Mm-hmm. So they're like, man, you're weird. Like don't nobody yeah. want to talk about who want to talk about politics, who want to talk about uh, STDs or ADHD and all that <laughs> stuff because those are our conversations right. in our household. You get what I'm saying? So he was a product of his environment. Hundred percent. Yeah, the things that I was uh, talking to him about uh, mass incarceration. So when when he's talking to other kids about this and they're not interested, and he looking like everybody thinks I'm crazy, mom. So that yeah, they used he just to, ahead of his know. time though. That's yeah, all. and that's he's why I told him to embrace age. that. When you're young though, like it's no, it's no, you don't see the perks in that moment of being mature for your age. Yeah. But when they all get like in high school, when they talk talking about him, like yo, he was always smart. And the crazy yeah, thing is, say. he gets that. Like my granddaddy called him Urkel. Uh. <laughs> yo, I ain't gonna lie, black families is funny because we, I swear, <laughs> we gonna joke with you the worst before you get outside. So for calling him Urkel is wild, yeah. but you would think when he get outside that ain't ain't anything somebody say to him, it shouldn't hurt him. Yeah, but, but that's see, funny. Though. And that's the thing. That's that's one of those confidence things that I pushed to him. My first of all, my son is if, well, all my kids, they are all intelligent, but they're gonna talk some junk. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, because that's just something I made it in our home to be comfortable be, to be in your own skin. Right. Uh, don't worry about calling nobody calling you fat. Like I jive and joke with my kids. Like I was at his because uh, even though he is very uh, mature, he is immature at the same time. He's, he's only 13. Yeah. yeah, he a kid. I don't expect him to be a grown up. We was at the school and um, he's getting ready for his ninth grade courses. <laughs> and the counselor was in there or whatnot. And he was, we was just talking back and forth or whatnot. And at the end of the, um, us getting ready to leave. And the woman was like, you must've been a teacher because I was able to 
pick apart what I want, mm-hmm. what what type of path I want him to go on. And, she, and I was like, yeah. And my son was like, the worst teacher ever. And the woman, <laughs> the woman got offended. She was like, don't say that about your mom. I was like, no, nah, this is how we joke around. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't expect other people to understand <laughs> it. <laughs> but that's just us. And I'm telling you, because of us being able to joke and drive with one another and me instilling confidence, my son don't get moved by people calling him names at school. You get what I'm saying? That's dope. It doesn't bother him no more. But when he was younger, it did. He used to ball up into a bubble, be by the press, ready mm-hmm. to kill himself over stupid, you know, over stuff like that. But now, man, you can't move him. And that's dope. And it's dope to see that you was able to uh, parent him through that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, especially with, because you could easily just say, look, go, 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 school and beat him up. That's one of the things that I do in CRYDC, you guys. I I'm just had to pitch that out there, but. I parent coach. I teach parents how to do that, to deal with uh, behaviors, uh, to modify behaviors, to to uh, comfort and love and uh, show, you know, teach yeah. their kids in the right direction. What got you into that? Um, growing up. Mm. Growing up how I grew up. I didn't get those things. I didn't get life skills. Life. I had to learn life skills. Uh, I had to, um, I'm not saying, like I said, I had a good support team. I did. But at the same time, was my support team really that good? Because a lot of the things that I had to endure, I knew I didn't have to endure if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But as you said, they only was doing what they could do with what they were giving. You get what I'm saying? So I I appreciate that. You just got your knowledge and things of experience, though. Yeah, experience taught me. But, you know, I think I always say is and I always try to and I I see you doing it, too, because I always say you love your family, of course. But, you know, you're. Your mindset and how you see things, how you gonna see things, you know. Yeah. And it's like I love them to death, you know. Um, they they did that in third. I feel like we didn't have to do that, but because they did that, I was able to see things yeah. this way. So if they didn't, if they didn't do that, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today. Definitely. So it's always like um, take the good with the bad, you know. Um, Definitely. So let's talk a little about you know what you do. I'm we'll getting to that now. I think everybody know you, you know your background now. Was, that was, I liked it. I like I like I like that. I was terrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the good thing is we we like. I, I think how it, it, it manifests here, like we know it's a it's an end goal with this. So yeah. even listening to it, I think they they kind of anticipating, okay, what would change? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, what, what what was it like? What before I get into that last part, what was it that actually changed? It like I'm not trying to do this. I'm gonna do X Y Z. Two things changed my life. I was I had started selling drugs. Um, actually, I was selling weed, and I was getting pretty big at selling weed. I had started moving to pounds, and um. I had this this guy who I was getting it from because what I learned, uh, the people in South Carolina was selling it higher than the people that was in Georgia. So I was getting a cheat from mm. a plug that I had met. And um, the crazy thing about it is I started trying to put other people on, but I would never let them know who my plug was. So one day, um, a homeboy of mine, he goes and he, um, he introduces me to this one guy. I didn't really know him, so... You know, my guard kind of up, but he he had purchased from me a couple mm-hmm. times. And I didn't know that he was trying to set uh, the guy, my plug up. Uh, and good thing that regardless of what I was doing, I always had character. You know what I'm saying? I always treated people right. Uh, I learned that because at first, remember I told you those bullying days. Yeah. Right? But I learned uh, to treat people right when you handling business. So thank God because... The guy who I was, uh, who was my plug, he came to me 
Well, actually, he called me. He was like, you know somebody from so and such and such, such and such? And I was like, yeah. He was like, y'all supposed to be setting me up? And I was like, nah, I was never, I would never do that. And I, it's crazy that he was even telling me this, but it's because yeah. of the bond that we had established. Because right. he was like, I was going to shoot your house up. <laughs> yeah, right, and right. mind you, I'm staying in Dogwood Terrace at this time. That's the hood hood. Yeah, you get what like I'm that. saying? So yeah. I... I Staying in Dogwood Terrace, I've seen people get shot up and killed out there. You so. said Groverville? That's why I thought of Dogwood Terrace. I don't know why. I just, yeah. I, just, I just thought of it for some reason. But, yeah, go so, ahead. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. I wasn't. And I got kids. I got yeah. two kids. I was like, heck, no, this is it. I'm not doing this no more. And most people be like, oh, you just got to charge that to the game and kept on. Heck, nah. I thought about I thought about my kids. Yeah. But um, bigger picture. Yeah, the de- and the second one is I started. I started going to church. I started. I got into a a, a good church, a church that teach the word of God. A church that uh, I started being a, for the first time in my life. Uh, during that time, that was my first time actual meeting a real Christian, mm. and. I know you're probably like, what's a real Christian? <laughs> yeah, I ain't never seen one. No, I'm playing, I'm playing. Uh, but I'm for real a person who actually try to live to the standard of what they're telling you and not just always trying to look down on you. Gotcha. Get what I'm saying? Somebody who don't tell you don't be out here smoking weed, but and then the next breath they out here yeah, smoking yeah. weed. You get what I'm saying? I had never, I had never met a Christian like that. And that was my pastor. He's probably not saying it to nobody else because I don't expect nobody to be perfect. I'm not even perfect. But my pastor was the first person I ever seen in that, and he helped me uh, grow, to be honest. So that's those two things helped change my mindset. All right, cool, cool. So now we got the background, you know, the, the validity out the way. Um, talk about, you know, your organization and what y'all do now. Yes, um, so as I mentioned, my the 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 focus of CRYDC is to retrain the mindset of the youth from street life to heat life. But I work a lot with parents. Uh, parent coaching is is the number one thing that I do outside of behavior modification and counseling the uh, the youth. Uh, I counsel the parents as well. But because a lot of the times, and I know people hate to hear this, but it's the truth. 95% of the time, the reason why the kids behave the way they kids because of the parents, because of the environment that they're in, mm-hmm. they're in and the parents allowing it, allowing them to do and get away with things that they shouldn't be allowed to do. Um, so I just help them coach that. I coach them first mm-hmm. and then I show them how to apply the things to their lives. So it, their household can be better. And also motivational speak. Uh, at in different places, um, and like I said, when kids are misbehaving, or that's those are most of the kids that come to me. Uh, the parents they're having a problem, so that's why I say behaviors. Right. Uh, get them uh, set up with a trade skill, something that they like just getting them involved, something that they like. I'll give you an example. Uh, my son, my oldest son, he was he's always getting the character development part about it because I. I instill in him the character development, but uh, trade skills, and he always gets that too. But this particular summer, he was sneaking on. I don't allow my kids. This is one of the things that I try to teach parents as well. I don't allow the kids, my children, to uh, be on um, uh, electronics during the week. They can watch TV every now and then. They just got that when uh, my son got in seventh grade. Because other than that, they didn't, because it allows them to stay focused right i don't have issues with my kids doing their chores 
I don't have issues with my kids and their grades because they know their incentive is playing the games on the weekend. Right. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So those are the things. But because he wasn't allowed to get on the games during the week and it's it's going near summertime, he he's getting older now. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So his friends are doing these things, so he wanted to start sneaking. And um, I didn't – the issue – the reason, how I handled it, I started getting him into trade skills. And I didn't have that problem no more. He started being around. I, he, he started working at the barbershop. Okay. And at the barbershop, his mind was nowhere near on games after that. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? He was so, he was around a, a lot of grown men uh, learning how to, whether it was them sweeping floors, taking out trash, or uh, watching them do fades, whatever he was doing. He was like, Mama, I'm loving this. So I didn't have the issue, and that's how we re- redirect their minds. So that's you know. I think that's dope. Um, I was gonna ask you like, cause uh, do he have? Do they have cousins and anything like that? Your kids. Mm-hmm. So like, how they? How do they feel like? The, like them, them not being on, being able to be on electronics during the week, but their cousins might be able to. Like, do, do they? Do you, ever, do you ever get that vibe? Like you the you the strict mom or something like that? And it's crazy because if my kids were here, they would tell you that. And I'm serious because I've heard them say, I'm not strict. They just know that I love them and I want to see what's what's best for them. Because um, I goof around. I play with my kids. We we have family game nights. We do all that type stuff. But when it comes to their education and their well-being, I put that as a priority. But if some of my family members are listening to this, I've said this, so I don't care if they, get, if they feel some type of way because I've made it known. My kids... Sometimes it's gotten a little better over the years. Well, over this year, when they go around, they are outcasts. Mm. They are uh, um, because they're pleased and thank you. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am type situation. Well-mannered. Yeah. Um, they, they still kids. Now they, yeah. Gotcha. I ain't trying to sit up here and put them on a no pedestal. But my grandma always tell me the difference of my kids and the uh, other kids. Even when I come around the other kids, they know my tolerance versus the others. That, 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 that's why I asked you that because I'm thinking about me. Not, normally, don't, I don't insert my, myself in this, right? But I had a cousin, and my, they listen to the podcast. They do, they listen to it. That's fine, whatever. I'm like, you not having to give a, um, a, yeah. a cadence. But, like, my cousin, he, his mom was, we, when I came up, I was going to say strict. When you're young, you think strict. Mm-hmm. You can't play games. Oh, your mom is strict. It's like, that's what we think, right? And so I, I know we could play games and stuff like that, right? But like he was like doing things like at four years old he could swim. She yeah. put him in all the stuff. He could swim at four years old. Um, played instruments, you know what I'm saying? Was in karate class, doing all this extra activity stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that I don't think that she did anything wrong, whatever. But it's almost like at, at some point, somehow, some way, it's like he just didn't want to do it no more. Yeah, you know, like he wanted to do the stuff that. And honestly, it, it was bad stuff. But like us being kids, we had already did it and kind of knew we didn't like yeah. doing that. But I think he never got to feel like I'm going to do it and see if I don't like it. He did it and then went full throttle. And like. that's why I talk about in my program, my parenting program, the, uh, the different types of uh, parents, the mm. disciplinarian. Gotcha. And those type of parents, when you're super strict and then the kid, they be smart as a whistle and they excel yep. in all these areas, but they're dealing with depression. They're mm-hmm. afraid to make mistakes or whatever. I My parenting style is authoritative. Yes, I... Um, I have a um I have rules. That's that's just a part of kids needs rule. Kid kid need kid need kids need rules and structure. Right. Period. 
that's what helped them excel. But I give my my kids have identity. Mm. My kids are able to make decisions. That's important. I yeah. yeah. I give I give I give them room to make decisions. I give them room to be who they are. Uh because I believe that's an important part of them growing up. Well, you just said something that was important. I think too, in, in the in the situation I'm talking about, I don't know if he ever had room. That yeah. makes sense. Not saying that, not putting on his, his mom and like that. I just I really can't tell where it went wrong. Yeah. But I know it was somewhere, like you said, in in mixture with the parenting and the product of the environment. Yeah. You know, um, I will say that. Well, I was actually I want because I want actually like kind of like kind of like some. Um, Situational question, but like, what would you like? Could you you said earlier um, that ninety five percent of the time it's kind of the parents and the product in your environment, and it could be both, or it could be yeah. just one affecting the other. So, like, what would you say? Like, how would you tackle um, somebody who was pretty much the majority of the good kid? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I guess that would be parenting too. Cause I was thinking like, let me ask you this question. Let me ask it this way. Okay, so for parenting, right? Let's say you said kids need rules and stuff like that, and I agree. But let's say you got a kid who does well in school, he does good, whatever. So sometimes he do get in trouble here and there. You really don't, you don't reprimand him, mm-hmm. whether whether it's a spank, whatever, whatever you do, you don't do it because, and to you, it's kind of like quote unquote out of character for him to do that, you know. But then what happens is, I I feel like because I was I was a good kid, I was, yeah. and I was that kid. Like you know what you can get away with, so like you just do Definitely. it in a smoother way. I did a video on this. Uh, that is this exact topic. Uh, if you ever go onto my CRYDC page um, via fa- on Facebook, it's at at CRYDC nineteen. You guys, um, I have a video where I talk about this. First of all, I don't think it's a difference between a good kid or a bad kid. I don't. I don't. I don't like to use those terms. I only use those terms because those were are what people relate to. The difference between a good kid and a bad kid is the bad kid got caught period because mm. all kids gonna be sneaky y'all know how we are were when we were younger um right but i think in, uh, when a parent a parent should be consistent consistency is what break behaviors uh the example that i gave is if the child is one day jumping on the bed and you um, reprimand them, you tell them to stop or whatever, and then the next day because you're tired or you're busy and they're jumping on the bed and you do nothing because you think it's okay this day, going along with what you're saying, you're letting them know that, okay, uh, all I'm going to do is get taught at, or I know when she's busy or she's lazy, she ain't going to say nothing to Mm -hmm. me. You're you're teaching them when and where you're going to say something. Kids know what buttons to push. They know when you're going to go off. They know not to mess with you when you're mad. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you shouldn't even have to go that far. When you say no doing this, it should be no doing that. But that comes with consistency. When kids see you being consistent, they know, okay, my mom ain't going to let me do that off the the rip. And they'll tell other kids. I've had, and it's crazy because... We have gone out of the area era where kids are afraid of their parents. I'm not saying I want them to be, oh my God, shaking in their <laughs> boot. But I'm talking about reverence, yeah. as in respect. respect yeah. Oh, I ain't doing that because my mama kill me. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. I heard a, uh, I have a girl uh, in my, because um, I teach, uh, I'm a um, youth leader as well. She's like the only one in my class who will say, uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't doing that. My daddy kill me. Everybody else be like, Man, <laughs> I, when they ain't around, it's yeah. like, uh-uh. 
like I said, you don't want your kids to be dead afraid of you because you want them to be able to make the decisions on their own. You, but your consistency should be so strong that they know, oh, my mom ain't going to lie that. Just like you, if you know somebody is consistent in what they're doing, when somebody come bring you a lie about them, you be like, oh, no, nah, yeah, I know that right, person. Right. Yeah. And, but you made a good point, though, because, like, coming up, I, I don't know. I think it, I'm not saying it can't be done, but I do think it's somewhat easier said than done because uh, obviously if you're working and you are tired, yeah. like you're going to be tired. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate the fact that my, your kid might know you're tired, but, you know, like, you're, gonna, you're not going to be always alert, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess maybe you can parent around that, getting tired. I don't know how you would yeah. do that. But, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I, it was time, like, like you said, the, the, the smoking weed, something like that, right? So yeah. I know my mom's... And I know they're in the room. I'm like, okay, we can do what we're going to do today because mm-hmm. they ain't coming out. If they do, she might just say something and go, she's she too tired now. You know what I'm saying? But if she was mad, she came from work. I, or, or she called on the phone, like, clean the house, da da da. I know she's mad. Make sure we clean up because yeah. she's mad today. She's going to come checking this stuff. I and, guarantee you, your, your child knows you more than you know your child. Mm. See, we think we know everything about our child, and none of us do because we don't know what our kids will do when we ain't around. But our kids study us. They know when we are, however we are. They, they come on. You was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know when your parent go in the room, they ain't coming back out. Yeah. You know when you. They know this. When you're stuff. younger, I don't think you know. Like I don't think you know like detail, but you just it's, it's a vibe you pick up. Yeah. Because like, I'm thinking about now. Even me being grown, like if um I'm on the phone, you know, like what your kids do while you're on the phone because they know yeah. you're not paying attention. You're on the phone, the, or facts. if you if I'm editing something. And they, I noticed that like they'd be quieter when I'm editing, mm-hmm. so they, so he ain't gonna come out if he don't hear nothing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like they know how to work around you, how to yeah. you know work to not get noticed by you or whatever yep. the case may be. So yeah, you're right. And when we're in our phones all the time, this is another thing I tell parents: stop being on the phone so much and give your child attention. When we're on our phone so much, we're we're allowing them to do whatever they want to mm-hmm. do. Then and a lot of times, like my daughter and I was I was kind of. My and y'all ain't gonna agree. I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but I'm telling you, my kids are better for it. Um, I don't let my kids do social media uh, at all. My oldest son is 13; he'll be 14, and I told him when he turns 16, I'll let him get on social media. It's because of the impact that social. So many young kids commit suicide because of social media. They're cyberbullied, all that type of stuff. I don't want them to experience that, and I don't shelter them from it. I in- actually introduce them to it. But I'm not finna give them the tool to kill themselves. You get what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. finna give them the gun. So my son, uh, I took his... Oh Lord, I don't want to say this because it sounds so mean. It's just parents sometimes don't want to parent. Right, right, right. That's just what it is. And we find anything that uh, attract their attention so we don't have to parent. I have missed opportunities where I could have gone somewhere because if my child is on punishment, oh, no, you're not going on vacation. And some mm. people don't understand that, and they like that's being hard. No, because I'm letting you know that I'm feeling this too because of your decision. You get what I'm saying? Um, oh, that's a good. Way. That's a good way to show yeah. them that they, they, their their behaviors um, affect everybody around yeah, them. Yeah, when you think about it later on, because I always say when not saying that I don't wish it's on your child like that, mm-hmm. but when somebody go to jail, everybody do the time. Yeah, not just the person in, in jail. You that's know what I'm saying? Right. But sometimes people don't know that until they're actually in jail. So yeah. like to not to compare to the jail, but he's on punishment. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So now your punishment is affecting everybody around yeah, you. So I want you definitely. to feel that as well. 
So when you make decisions, you know you're affecting everybody. Definitely. So I like that. That's, 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 Hold them accountable. It's hard to do that, though. It's definitely hard to do. Yeah. I can't say everybody's going to do that, but I, I definitely get the, I get why you're doing it, though, or why you had did it. Yeah. But I can see, I see what you're saying. People might say it's strict, because obviously people, like, say it was a family trip. The family probably like, just let them go. You know what I'm saying? But you like, you don't, to you, it's just let them go. But to me, I'm thinking about something totally different. You don't understand how many parents I have well, I have both both spectrums. The people that's around, like my mama, uh, my grandparents, she, well, my, my granddaddy, but I'll say my grandma. It's mothers mostly because mothers are, they have a heart of a second chance. That's just a mother, period. Mm-hmm. We like to give chances and chances, but that's not good uh, for our kids when we keep giving chances because life doesn't give you that many chances. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So uh, I... My mama and my grandma sometimes they be like, You you so mean, but then they'll be like, But I'm it what you doing at work? And mm-hmm. I'm not so mean. I wish my kids were here. Matter of fact, if kids when kids see me and every anybody who knows me that's watching, they run to me. Kids love me and I'm the same way with my kids that I am with all kids. So if your kid comes to my house during a weekday, guess what your kid ain't gonna be doing? On, uh, on playing games. Playing games on the uh <laughs> man, I'm telling you, uh, but they when we stop trying to be their friend mm-hmm. and and love I don't judge my kids. Uh my kids are so open with me. I don't care. I ain't gonna even just use my kids. Kids are open with me. Grown ups are open with me because I'm so I have a I have a judge free zone. I'm gonna I'm be a thousand with you. You know what I mean? But I love people where they're at, and I let people be exactly who they are. And I don't take that from my kids. I think that's why my kids love so hard, and they love me so hard because they know what I'm doing, the things that I do, even if it is a form of discipline. I'm, I'm teaching them. You know what I'm saying? My kids, like I told you, they know how to do every chore in the house. They know how to cut grass. My youngest son, his dad, because his dad, um, his dad, um, is uh, me and him was talking about being him being a part of what I do as far as the trade part. Mm-hmm. My son is learning how to do the uh, gutters. He was with his dad the other day, uh, learning how to fix uh, stuff in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? They need those skills, and can can I ask? Cause I, I see that a lot. Can I ask you, like, far as getting trades, the gutters, um, the other electrical, plumbing, stuff like mm-hmm. that? Um, can you tell people why why you feel that's important for especially for black kids to know, or just young kids in general, the youth to know? For one, I don't push college, even though I went to college. I'm actually in um, college, getting my master's right now. Um, I graduate next year, but. I push trade skills because you'll always need something to fall back on. I don't care if if you're working for a Fortune 500 company and that company collapse. If you know how to cut hair, guess what you could be doing the next day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You never there's many times in my life that I uh I lost jobs and I you know what I started doing hair, makeup, all those type things. Those helped me get through um and not only that, the biggest things that I push on my kids are working for yourself and not having to work for nobody else. Uh, this is my first year solely working for myself, and I'm so glad that I was able to attain that. And is it hard? Heck, yes. There are days where I don't have a dollar in my pocket, but I, I love the flexibility of, and the comfort of working for myself. So when they learn these trades at a young age, not when they get older, 
they learn these trades at a young age, they can go out and start being a, a, a landscaper, right, uh, right. making their own money in their own pocket and be and to be honest, the the way the drug game is set up right now, you could be making more money. Yeah, we ain't no money in drugs. Yeah, you, know, you can make more money. Yeah. It's scamming the new thing now. Watch but, um, <laughs> facts. But I do want to say one thing. Like, I, I I feel like with the trading, trade, learning trades, when I had the same thought maybe like 10 years ago, cause I was mm-hmm. like, I think the school's got the right mindset, especially down in the South, right? Because I moved down here. The, the athlete, school got the what? No, I'm, t- I'm going to say it's the right mindset. They, they just got the execution wrong. The mindset is right because when I ask me, say what you want to do, you want to you want to be tech prep or college prep, Definitely. right? I never had no intention of going to college. I was really smart, but I never had intention of going to college. Yeah. But I was like, but this this is how they described it to me. They told me that they said, well, tech, well, college prep. They said with tech prep, you don't take foreign language. Yeah. College prep, you do. That that was their that was their description of it. So it was nothing about college, tech, technical school, yep. college, university. They this they, they told me Spanish or not. I'm like I, I, got don't, I don't want to be Spanish. I got the same so thing. So we on tech prep, right? Cool. What what I end up doing? Going to college. Yeah. But that's another story. So I had to take falling in anyway, and I, I failed the first time. But regardless, the thing I want to say is, when I was in tech prep, we have these automotive classes, yes. these quote unquote trade school classes, right? In those classes, we go there. It's usually a class you're gonna pick at the end of the day because if you're a senior, you get to go home because you're mm-hmm. gonna pass anyway. And you go there, you go to they, they go they ask you to. Write these words down. It's like 10 words you get a day. You define them, and then class is over. Wow, that's sad. That's tech prep. I don't want to say the school, but it's a, it was a bunch of schools that was like that. Let me tell you, South Carolina, uh, well, I know the Aiken area, and I can't speak for Georgia, but I believe they have one as well. They have a career center where they learn different trade skills, whether it be automotive, nail tech, cosmetology, media design, uh, automotive. I, I don't know if I said that already. All you can learn how to be a, a paralegal, a cop, all this, and you get your licensure at the end of the course. So from ninth to twelfth grade, mm-hmm. you're you're uh getting trained. Yeah, you're getting trained, and then you get your licensure, and they give you they have this uh, Aiken Works. You go straight to work mm. from um from high school. S- some grown ups haven't even uh. Matter of fact, they have a program where kids are already in college while they are in high mm-hmm, school. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So times have changed. But um, these kids are already, with the things, with the knowledge that they're learning, just imagine if they were taught to put that in themselves and not have to work for anybody else. All that money goes to you. Of course, you give Uncle Sam some, and yes, it's hard. But you are not, you're not, being an asset to somewhere else you're being an asset and making minimum making minimum of what they're making you're making so far less versus you being an asset to yourself and you making all of that that and that's that's kind of the point i was going to make too like um with all that it's like when my last year that's the handle pen going to college but they were pushing college so much they pushed college so much this person gonna talk to you this person gonna talk to you this person gonna talk to you career day all that stuff um, this guy is kind of like pulling you out of class. Hey, why are you not applying for school? Yeah. I don't want to go. But you got a, this GPA. You should go. Do this. Apply for this. They're pushing this stuff, right? And, like, nobody ever pushed the trade and stuff. But what happens is when you think about the trading and all that, like, you can come out of school, 19, 18, whatever, how old you are, 17 for me, you come out of high school, you can be making more money than your parents yeah. if you got the right trade. Exactly. But they push school so much and it, it just really puts you in debt versus yep. – Putting you over the top, you know what I'm saying? Because you could, I say, even my job now, I make a good, I make good money now. But like, 
I would tell them, I said, yo, I would, if I knew how to install toilets, I would just, I wouldn't work yeah. at all. I just, I install three toilets a day. I'm good. I tell you can mom, get almost $100 per toilet, or per hour, listen, just installing toilets. I tell my mom this now. I don't know nobody. I don't know, and I'm being serious. I don't know anybody who cleans better than my mom. I don't know anybody who cleans better than my mom. And my mom is a habitual cleaner. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. And, uh... I'm like, mama, instead of working and getting, I'm not saying she makes this much because I don't know exactly how much she makes. Instead of getting paid $9 an hour working for somebody else, you could, your own cleaning business, do you know how much money you can make? Do you know how many people would not? I double that. Yeah, who who don't want to clean their house? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just the mindset. Uh, like you said, being a product of your environment, what you're taught in your environment is eventually what you'll become, uh, you know. And also it's an experience. Like I said, like you said, identity, right? I, I never, I don't push really nothing. I just kind of give people information on certain things. If you want to work for somebody, if you don't work for somebody, it's really on you. But I do feel like the yeah. experience is going to change that. Like, like you seen Q just came in here. He worked for the same company I worked for for a long time. Now he's doing his own thing. Yeah. He can go come and please as he wants to. You know, he can go. Get hungover, he'd be all right the next day because yeah. he got on his own. He on, 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 on his own schedule versus somebody who can't. And it, but they might be okay with that as well. Yeah. If you're okay with it, cool. But just the information is out there, and it's definitely. And, it's all. and that's. But I'm that's, like you. I don't push. I don't push college. I, I did. I thought I want my. I finished college. I want my kids to finish college. Yeah. If I if I choose to want them to go. But I want them to choose. You know, say they choose to go. Cool. If they don't. I agree. Well, gonna, and that's want to do something else. So you like you like me in that sense. Um. I just want to have it so that I I got the credentials to say, look, well, I did this. Yeah. If you want to do it, cool. But you also, I got the I got the credentials to tell you not, not to go either. My kids think it's so awesome that I'm in school, man. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. Yes, they 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 laugh at me. Well, I just graduated like with my bachelor's uh, last Congratulations. year. Congratulations! Thank you. And they laugh at me because uh, they're like, "You still in school?" <laughs> like, but at the same time, they respect it. Uh, my kids read. Do you? I'm not trying to brag on my kids, y'all. I'm just telling y'all the influence that we have. That's 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 my main goal today is to get you to understand the influence you have on your kids as a parent. That's what I like, though. Like yeah. Everything you're saying, I like that because regardless of whether I agree with the tactics or not, I know listening to this conversation, they're going to take something from it. Like, you know what? They might, they, they, some parents, I'm going to tell you right now, some parents, they probably going to draw a line like, okay, that social media thing, I ain't going to, I mean, that social media, the uh, games thing, I can't do. Because yeah. some parents, like you said, we all, a lot of us, we all be lazy. We all give, yeah. we all give a kid a tablet so that we can get yeah. 30 minutes a piece. Mm-hmm. And I, much respect to you, but if they take the consistency part you talk about as well, you might can, you might can get by on that, but being consistent, like whether, you know, you consistent with reprimanding or whatever you want to do. I just feel like um everything you said and we talk about your kids, it kind of embodies everything you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's not like you just blowing smoke saying this, that, and third. You really living by what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's, it's even good to do for the first idea because like everybody have these things they want to do. How I want to get better at doing this? How I want to get better at doing that? It's always for self. Definitely. We don't think about how can I, how can I parent better? You know what I'm Definitely. saying? Um, how can I, Get, get more in tune with my, my children. You know what I'm saying? Which you might feel like you are in tune, but you can never be too in tune. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's probably a lot of things your mother probably don't know you feel. Yeah. Just because you like, I can't tell her that. But the more comfortable with your kids are with you, the more you know. That comes with relationships. Right. And that's what I try to Gotta get parents them. to understand that a lot of times when we're on these tablets and on these games and doing, uh, I'm working and they're doing this, when we don't have a conversation and talking and loving on, and people don't understand the, how important just touch is just uh, yeah, to be able touching, yeah, yeah. touching and hugging. I grew but up on that you though. know how many kids don't get that? Yeah, right. 
you know how many kids who go in their room and their parents go in their room and they don't have conversations yeah, because everybody's on the phone? Yeah. 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 It takes away relationships. So uh, things that you shouldn't even have to overreact on, you overreact on because there's no relationship there. I, I say this, though. My mom was like that. She, um, my, Her mother worked a lot. And yeah. Granted, it worked out for my grandma. She came back to the South, bought a house, retired, took care of two, two of her grandkids as her own. So it worked out. It was cool, right? My mother always had the emptiness like, I never really received love, love yeah. from you. But you, you provided for me. Yeah. You made sure I was straight. I had the bare minimum. I never had yeah. one for nothing, but I didn't feel love. So she gave us a lot of love, right? Yeah. But I remember one time, and I was old. I'm an older, so one time, and you just said something that made me think about this. It's about the relationships. She would call from work. I could tell she had a good day, a bad day. You could tell by, by the, because you, you start knowing your parent, right? Yeah. And she was like, hey, um, make sure y'all, all the stuff done, da, da, da. She ain't staying in a the, in the, in the mean way, just in a nice way. Like, I want to have a movie night. We're going to watch a movie, da, da, da. And you watch uh, Claudine. I don't know if you know that movie. We watch Claudine uh, with uh, Diane Carroll. And like she got all these kids. Mm-hmm. And she on Section A, right? Mm-hmm. We wasn't on that, though. But just, just putting it out there. Ain't She's no on wrong Section with A. Section a yeah, you, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I, want, I, I want to hit him. And be like, I wasn't on Section A. Yeah. Because we're watching it. I, I said she was. And we watched it. And I, I didn't know we wasn't. But anyway, it was just more so just us seeing in a depiction of like how was she going through? She's working. She's trying to provide for this. She's also trying to live her own life. Yeah. You know, and she go through a lot. So she need us to like do our chores, step up, you know what I'm saying? Like, pick up, pick me up when I'm down, I'll pick y'all up when y'all yeah. down type of thing. But I always say that movie means so much to me, not because of the movie, but because of her doing that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So anytime I see black women that's doing a lot, I always say, yo, you should watch Clooney with your kids. Yeah. I don't know why, I just feel like it got to me, you know? Let me tell you something. Before I say this, I'm going to say this because I, I, I feel I feel like it needs, I have nowhere, I have nowhere uh, in this conversation, Bass having a job. If you if a job is a way of means for you, please do that. I just uh, p- push the entrepreneurial Definitely. mindset. But um, one time when I well when I was going through because I'm divorced now, but well divorcing. But when I was with my husband before and he left me the first time, um, I let my kids see me feel. Mm. I don't think you know that's why a lot of kids don't know how to handle their emotions because the we try to keep them away from them. Yeah. And then the one emotion that we always show is anger. Anger. Yeah. So most kids know how to be mad, but they don't know how to deal with sadness. They don't know how to deal with uh, even what whatever it is. You get what I'm saying? So I used to tell them, I said, if you see mommy crying, come hug me. Mm-hmm. Letting them know that it's okay to give affection to somebody, you know, if they're sad. And, man, my kids... I always, when I, you know, when you're growing up and you told, don't cry, you better not, nah, it's okay to cry, but you shouldn't be crying about everything. Why, right, why right. are you, why are you crying? Let's figure out go. why are you crying. That's a good, that's and a good um, one. yeah, I, that's why I said it's good to have conversation, relationship. Do you know how many parents don't know that their kid probably wanted to commit suicide is because their relationship wasn't mm-hmm. there. You know how you said you picked up on your mom's attitude. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even know how to pick up on that. They think just because if they're not depressed that they're not suicidal. Man, right, there'd be some right. kids who will smile all day in your face and still be on the brink of suicide. I seen something today and it said, I thought it was dope. It's mostly for men, uh, not men, but mostly for grown-ups, but they said um, a lot of times, you don't even know you're depressed till it's over because yeah. you were so busy trying to not look at it or trying to fight through it. Yeah. So sometimes it takes people to really know you to like, yo, yo, you all right? Because sometimes you don't know you're not all right until somebody yeah. asks you. You're like, damn, you know I ain't all right. But you're so busy moving and it's like a defense mechanism so you have to face the, yeah. face the problem. As kids, though, they don't know that stuff. They don't yeah. know what mechanisms is until they get That's older. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, I think relationships is, is, is important. My mom used to do that a lot of times. She's like, you all right? 
Sometimes you're like, why she always ask me this? Definitely. Why you ask me for my eye? Like, you get annoyed, Definitely. but she know I'm, I do I'm my like my son. dad. So she's like, yeah. now you got out of your dad's way. Like, when he, when he make that face, something's wrong. Yeah. And she could be right. I just won't tell her. But it's like, damn, how you know? You know what I'm saying? Shout saying? out to your mom. Yeah, mom's is cool. Shout out to your mom. And see, that's how my kids feel about me. Like, yeah. other kids do too. They were like, man, your mom cool. I always had a cool mom yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I'm not saying that, uh, we need to be like uh, our kids' friends. Like I said that again, where I'm not saying be their friend, but be their support. Definitely. My my youngest son, like I told you, he plays flip. I support everything. If they believe in themselves, I believe in them. You want to play? Okay, you want to play football? All right. Well, we're gonna you're gonna be doing this. You need to go to camp. You need to you need to be better. You need to mm-hmm. do what you need to do. You want to um rap? Okay, so you want to rap? All right. I get you some studio time. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. But you got to show me that you want it. All right, you want to sell your art? All right, well, let's start selling your art. You want to make beats? You want to sing? You want to dance? You want? And I'm saying these things because these are what my kids do. Mm-hmm. I support them in anything that they want to do as long as I see them uh, going I, for it. And I like, I think that's the, even a new way of parenting. Like, just talking about parenting was so taboo back in the days, you yeah. know. Just, you couldn't even give advice on somebody parenting back yeah. in the day because the thing was... Raise your kids how you raise your kids. Don't raise mine. That's, you that's think the, so back in the day? I think that's more so now. Well, no. I'm, 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 back in the day to me, it's like, I'm talking about the 90s. I ain't talking about like 70s, 80s. I went around, so I, I can't say what yeah. they did. I, I mean, like, I mean. no, I know, I know you're not. I'm just saying, like, I'm thinking like 90, because I'm, I'm talking about what, what I've seen. I ain't mm-hmm. talking about like what I heard, because I can't speak for the 80s or the yeah, 70s and like that. I do think it was more like uh, community-based back then yeah. than it is now. So I'm talking about like, when I say back then, I think I'm, I'm not old, I guess. I'm thinking I'm old or whatever, right? You know. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm thinking like that. So, but I've seen it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I also feel like that trend, that whole era, like the '90s, 2000s, era was like it was like a lot of a selfish era anyway. Like yeah. I'm gonna do my own thing. I ain't. Definitely. We had we had, we had the right mindset, but just the wrong way about it. Yeah. Like it's okay to do your own thing, but you still gotta make sure you help your neighbor out. You know, reach out and touch and stuff like that. So, Definitely. I think back then it was just like I don't want to do this, so I'm gonna isolate myself. Yeah. But really, don't isolate yourself because then. It's people around you need to see that yeah. so we can all, you know, progress and get better. My ex-husband, he used to, he was famous for getting on to me when I got on the other key people kids. Like if I see people kids in the um, public and they're cussing, I'm like, you don't see grown-ups right here? He's like, babe, you can't say stuff to other people. Yes, <laughs> I can. But when those kids see me, you know what they do? They respect me. Yep. I ain't going to say, I know I can't cuss around her, but what we do is we let it, we, we're inconsistent. All across the board. I don't care if it comes to us. If y'all see my kids out there misbehaving, I ain't saying put your hands on them, but let them know. You know you're supposed to be doing yeah. that. We have got, we're afraid that's what to we do need, that. Though. Yeah. yeah. And that's why they think they can do anything that they want to do. But you know what? I say this. Anytime that happened to me, like out, it just wasn't a lot, but when it did, it always stuck with me that that happened. Yeah. Whether I was mad at the time or not, you know what I'm saying? Because you're young, like, talk to yeah. me for you know what I'm saying? But as you go, you always, it, you don't you don't, you don't, don't forget it. Yeah. But that person may never know because they only remember that time, you know, and you probably didn't, probably, I probably didn't give you the respect you wanted or, but yeah. it helped me with somebody else because you're not going to, that person ain't going to hit me or ain't going to bother me because they're just going to talk me right. Yeah. But it helped me for when I'm around somebody else, you right. know what I'm saying? Or when I'm, when I'm somewhere else that I probably shouldn't be saying this and third, I'm looking like, Tell my homeboy, like, chill, don't curse this person over yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? But that person that, that stopped me don't know that it helped me, but yeah. it did. You know what I'm saying? So I it's like, you. just because in, in in real time, it don't you, you don't see the benefits of it, yeah. don't think that you ain't do nothing. Exactly. The impact right. probably go way longer than, exactly. way further than, you know, people from New York impact me from that, and I'm down here. They probably don't know that, though, but them speaking out 
Definitely. Right, right. Now I'm understanding it. You know what I'm saying? I might understand I was younger. But you said something I wanted to make sure. You, you mentioned anger. And you said um, letting your kids see that emotion and saying, if yeah. I'm crying, hug me. I saw a meme the other day. Yesterday, matter of fact, it was really dope. It was like how, um, I can't think of word for word, but it says something to the effect of, I think it's really manipulative or just wrong that the only the only mood that seems to carry over truth is anger. Mm-hmm. So like that one time I'm mad, but you're going to judge me off of, yeah. but not the many times I was nice. Yeah. You know, a lot of times they say, uh, when people show you true color, believe them. Yeah. So like, so I was, I must, I must have been fake the whole first five months of me knowing you. But that one time I had a, a bad day, yeah. that's my true colors. That's really, that's messed, messed, messed up. Yeah. And I, I don't know why that just, that just stuck with me. I never seen that meme, but I saw, I think about like, that is messed up. It the one time somebody do something yeah. mad, you think that's them for real. But yeah. really, that could have been them having a bad day. Or usually, most of the time it's build up. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, especially when we're in a household with people. Most of the time it's build up. It's not just a bad day, which granted we do have bad days. But sometimes when you, you know how it is when you stay in the house mm-hmm. with somebody. I thought, wow, you like, all right, man. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm, I'm really chill. So when I don't get chill and I start getting annoyed, then something's wrong. If I start showing it, yeah. something wrong, then yeah. And that's why it's important that we teach our uh, our children how to handle their emotions. And matter of fact, I have a video about that on my CRYDC page as well. Um, do you plan on doing that? Like, do you plan on doing more videos? Like, what what's some plans you got to like in the works as far as like? Um, with the with the youth, like Definitely. how you plan to to reach out to them or to, to are you going to do events? Yes, I got a, I got a couple. I don't want to talk too much. Yeah, you ain't got to tell me the actual events. But, but like, uh, just some just some thoughts you have as far like reaching out to them. And, definitely, because this is a good conversation. I feel like a lot of people need to hear this. So. I have uh, my first event is a parenting uh, seminar. I had a webinar during COVID, but I have a parenting se- seminar coming up, and um, I, I was let you know that date out at you on mm-hmm. Facebook or whatever social media platform. And then I also have some youth events coming up. Nerds rule the world. Um, like I told you, I embrace weirdness. Um, uh, I don't think we, that's the same science, man. We're getting our kids involved in science and tech. That's where the money is at. Mm-hmm. And so the nerds rule it. The, the Nerds Rule the World event is centered around science and tech, getting them so letting them know that science isn't boring, man. Science is actually fun. Uh, they actually have a science thing in uh, Myrtle Beach. Oh, my God. If y'all, I forget the name of it, but please take your kids where they learn so much about uh, energy and science and matter and all those type of things. And it makes them want to be scientists. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I love to see black people spread out amongst all things, you know. And we we should be diverse. We're we're not just good in athletics. We're good in everything because we're we're that I, is our you, that's you our creation. That earlier, I thought about that. You said yeah. basketball and football. And I was like, imagine. I know it's gonna sound corny, but because it's always gonna sound corny because it's not sports. But imagine like you, you can give your kid a ball and a football. Imagine you give them a a, a white jacket to yes. put on. You know what I'm saying? Imagine you give them stethoscopes or you know what I'm saying something to hit a heartbeat. Like kids like that as well. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of things we can put in their hands to, definitely. to make them want to do something too. Definitely. But uh, Even, a lot of time we watching sports, so they want to do that. But definitely. And there's nothing wrong with sports. Uh like I told you, I have a son who plays uh football and basketball. But um dang what I was gonna say, it just looked I just wanna say me. with the sports thing, because you might catch me when I say this, but um I got a brother who plays sports and like I said, he got a degree. He's not in debt and nothing like that. Like he got a good he don't think he got a good because obviously they want to make it to the league and they feel like yeah, I'm not there. I ain't nothing right. And now you give him time to, you know, of course he get that time to, you know, revive his life what he wanna do. But I t- like I'll tell him like, you got a degree and you ain't have to pay nothing. Yeah. So you might you might think sports wasn't it for you, but 
Miami had to pay nothing at all. I, I've been to California. I've been to Florida. I've been in these big hotels because of you. Like, a lot of people owe you. You don't, you don't know it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're not in debt. But I would say to say, like, any kid that's, that's it's playing sports now, I'm not saying don't have big dreams and like that, mm-hmm. but also use it as a tool to get where you're where you, where you destined to be. Yeah. If you're destined to be in the NBA, you're going to be in the NBA. Yeah, I agree. But you might not be destined to be there. You know what I'm saying? You might you can, you can, you can be a good player. There's a lot of people that's really, really good in playing the NBA. Yeah. But they destined. They had to do what they were destined to do. Sometimes that's just a tool to get you where you got to go. That's right. You might meet somebody along the way that you wouldn't have met if you didn't play basketball. And I know? don't And I don't brush anything that uh, a, a kid wants to do. Like uh, like I told you, I have my son. I keep going back to this, but I'm just giving to it in, re- in relation. Uh, my son raps. Um, I don't, you know how some people be like, oh, you don't need to rap. Oh, mm-hmm. Rappers come up every day. Mm-hmm. Uh even even man, these kids can get rich in the palm of their hands. No, definitely, yeah. You get what I'm saying? So we should Your oldest son, right? No, that's my youngest son. But okay, my okay. oldest son, man, he does the he does videos. He gotcha. does he does the the beats. He does all that type of stuff. And um just putting the right tools in their hands to where they want they're wanting to do these things, you know. If they got a desire for it. I don't think we should discriminate them and tell them, oh, you can't be that." Or you, I definitely you know. say, like, especially among black kids, um, mainly uh, from my my experience, I definitely say the more diversity are a lot of things, the better, because mm-hmm. you never know who they're gonna run into. And like, you think because you only play basketball, cool, but like, like what if somebody do want somebody that make beats and you you, yeah. you didn't make beats because you play ball all your life, you know? I just feel like the more diverse you are, the better you are when, they, when you get into the real world. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that's why I always tell my kids to embrace the opportunities because. As Miles Monroe said, the richest place is the graveyard, man. You don't know how many businesses or how many open opportunities that you had that you mm-hmm. could have walked into that you didn't allow somebody else to get into because you didn't walk into your purpose. Right, so, right. Yeah, so it's important that we don't just say, here, if you can't, I don't want you to do that. Man, you never know what your child excel at if you just give them the tools. Yeah. And it's funny because off area was talking and that, that just kind of, make something to go with what you said and you ask me how I got started all this stuff but it always started with my brother you know what I'm saying he played sports so like you know I couldn't be doing this if he was didn't do what he yeah. did so a lot of times you never know like it all kind of go kind of coincide you never know why things happen the way it happened you just kind of do what you got to do and find your niche so yeah yeah that's dope man but um as far as like uh it's so if somebody wanted to like reach to reach out to you and, and, and just um they got questions like do you do that like do yeah. you yeah how can they reach to you? How can they um, find you and stuff I like that? I actually get, <laughs> I actually get DM so many questions about parenting. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of parents are private with that, mm-hmm. and they don't want to know, want people to know that they have to go get those sources. But that's, don't limit yourself, you guys. If y'all need assistance in any way when it comes to uh, learning your children or even learning some things about yourself, because I, I pull so much stuff out of parents. The reason why they inflict the things that they do on their kids is because of the the trauma that they went through, you know what right, I'm saying, right. as a child. So don't be afraid to go get assistance, you guys. Um, but you can reach me on uh, Facebook under my personal handle, Dominique Simpkins, or at CRYDC19. I'm also on Instagram at Beautiful Ray of Light. Um, and I just got a uh, oh Snapchat, and I'm going to... Um, I'm gonna update my name, y'all. But at, on Snapchat at Dom got a snap, and um, I just got a uh, TikTok. I'm not. 
a TikTok person. <laughs> but <Not yet. laughs> I just got on TikTok, so we'll see what comes of that. But my phone number is 706-691-7307. If you guys need anything with parent coaching, motivational speaking, um, counseling, whether it be for you or your uh, child or both, um, behavior modification, yeah, come Hold see me. One second. Oh, and character and trait development. All right, so um, before we get out of here, I do want to ask you just because we, okay. we talked about a lot of stuff, and I think in talking about it, we did get to it, but the HEAL, um, the, um, not HEAL, but the, the it's another acronym you had. Heat Life. Heat Life, Heat Life. So I want to talk about that because I want to make sure that, and I, know, and I know we talked about it like over it, but mm-hmm. I, want to, I want you to kind of like tell them what it means, what it stands for, and we kind of dig into that before we get out of here. Okay. HEAT stands for Honest, Educated, Assured, and Triumphant Youth. Uh, it's just a play, like I said, a play on the word of heat um, and to retrain their mindset from street life to go from street life to heat life. And those are with the use of the character development program and the trade skills program that I place the kids in. And once the so the goal of that is for them to know, to grow and show. So once they uh, know and then they begin to grow. They go back and give those same things out to the other kids in the community. So it's like a right. complete cycle. I wish I should have wore my CRYDC. It's a, uh, it's a, like a recycle logo. So and that's what we need to do in our communities. Usually, well, that's better than a regular cycle because I know in in the, in the hood, you know we, how we came up. A lot of cycles are rinse and repeat. Yeah. So like you do the same things. You come, somebody you get in trouble, you go to jail, you get stuck. That's hand, what made me come, back come home, up with that Go concept. to jail again. It's like you just keep doing it all yeah. over and come, and that's what you that's what you repeating. But what you got going on is something totally different. It's a it's a different recycle, definitely. And like you said, like you said before, product of environment is product of environment. But what you place in their child is what the product of they'll be. Same thing with the hood. Whatever you place in the hood, but too many times, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with getting out of the hood. Too many times we get out and we don't come like give back in the sense of helping a child learn something right what we've learned uh and we i i had uh, i um i had was a bit was able to speak at a um a stop the violence uh rally and i told them we always say stop the violence but we don't hold the hood accountable for the things that they for what's taking place and useless because it's holding the people accountable the reason why the drug dealer is so avid in the um the uh, black communities or the low income or at risk communities because the drug dealer make moves. The drug dealer is in the homes of the mamas. The, they're dating <laughs> the mamas. They're buying the kids shoes. They're uh, going to these kids games. They're doing. They're doing. They're doing their service. Right. They're doing their due di- due right. diligence. I'm, there's no hate in that because a drug dealer would give these kids an opportunity before uh, a, a a person with a business will. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So there's love there. There's connection there. There's relationship there. So what we have to do is do the same thing. We have to be the ones to give them. Um, and I, I'm not hating on drug dealers. I got drug dealers in my family. Uh, I, I was a drug dealer myself. But what I'm saying is that can't be the look for our communities no longer, man. Yeah. It's destroying us. It's destroying our people. The five things, and I know you probably ain't going to agree with it, because uh, most people don't, but the five thing that destroy black families is uh, homosexuality, um, 
black on black crime, which is no such thing as black yeah, on myth, black crime. But what people black on black crime? Yeah, black on black crime, mass incarceration, uh, interracial dating, and um, drugs. So our homes are being destroyed by what we're pumping into our communities, and if we don't stop it with the recycle, with heat life. And it doesn't have to be my way of heat life, but just reintroducing the kids to new things and new opportunities and being present like those people who we who I just named. Right. Then right. then then we could see change. We're not gonna see change if we don't. I I, I kinda got a new leaf of how I do things like I know you said I wouldn't I wouldn't agree. I would have to like think about it first before I disagree. You know what I'm saying? That's something like I couldn't just say, Oh no, I don't agree. Like it's it's nothing you said that I could yeah. just stand and say I don't agree because this, this, that. I have to have reasons why I don't really agree, yeah. and like, I, I just, I, I wouldn't necessarily do that. But I feel like people, everybody got their own kind of um, ideas of what kind of started destroying the black community. Yeah. But I feel like it's also always based on not only um, like evidence, but it's based on reality. Yeah. So I can't tell you I disagree because your reality might reflect all five of yeah. them things being the reason why. And the you reason know? why so. I say it is because those things keep our black families from standing. Uh, and I'll name them again. If your father is on or your mother's on drugs, what that's going to keep the black family from standing mm-hmm. right? If your father, because most of the time that's what it is, because black men date outside their race more than any other race. If they're dating outside their race, our black boys and our black girls are not being raised by their fathers. You get what I'm saying? If if your father or your mother is in jail, black families are being destroyed. If and I'm not, this is no disrespect to anybody that's homosexual, you guys. Yeah, I ain't taking it. Yeah, that, but I get you. I ain't taking that. If, if the father or the mother, that's stunning. That's stunning the black family mm-hmm. from growing. If we're around here killing each other, that's stunning the black family from growing. So those are the reason why I spoke on those things. Our 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 ideology has to change. And so we're progressive into promoting the black family instead of finding things that destroy it. And I'm telling you, mainstream media and all that, all those things I named, they push those, especially on low-income hood people. Uh, rap music, all that stuff, and it ain't no disrespect to rap music, but all those things are pushed onto us. And that's why we behave the way we behave, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, I, 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 like I said, I, I, I agree with... Um you saying like our ideology have to change. I do feel like, and I don't think everybody has to be on the same ideology. We just got to be more course, positive with course. it. Um, even what you saying about the drug deal, it's kind of hard because on one hand, um, all drug dealers are different too. You know what I'm saying? Course. You got some drug dealers that will really like, they, they protect a lot of them because let's just say athletes, let's say the athletes, yeah. right? They use that. They protect a lot of them too. Cause they make sure that they don't get messed. Don't don't mess with that they person. That's somebody can yeah. make it out the neighborhood. And they go but back the to what breath. I was saying. They go back to what I was saying when I said uh, the drug dealers are present. Mm-hmm. The, they doing they do diligence. Yeah, yeah. they but, doing. Yeah. And you can't have the you can't have the drug dealer outdoing you. Like you know what I'm saying. So, but that's what it is, man. Even it's, in movies, we see all the time. You yeah. see preachers who sit up here and talking about these things who don't even try to go into at communities all. at all. But the drug dealers are there making it happen. They having the youth basketball games. They got they got youth football teams. You know what I'm saying? They're making it happen. So who do you think they look up to? I 100% agree. Yeah, man. I done seen it. So. Yeah, so you got people who outside of the hood who won't see change in the hood and they ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Pastors and business owners, yeah, you saying all this stuff, but how are you giving back? How are you giving back? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Now, I definitely, I 100% agree with you, man. I 100% agree. I do feel like, like our conversation was, was amazing. I think that, um, 
just the honesty, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no pun intended. You got the honest and the um, heat life, but <laughs> the honesty, um, the education part, all everything that heat stood, the, um, I keep saying heat, heat life stood for. I think that um, you embody it. So I appreciate um, it. And I mean, that's that's before you even that's before you even talked about it just now. Like the whole time we we spoke, yeah. everything you spoke about, it's like you checked every single one of acronyms off. Oh, man. You know. So um, yeah, I definitely I, I I can I can rock with that. I think what I took from this most is the consistency part. I did I feel like that's something we don't necessarily think about. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's like something you might it's like something that you you think about but not that detail. Yeah. Like I might know I'm a I'm a walk lightly so I can see what my kids doing in the room. Yeah. Right. But that's just that's that's like a, a small but detail like saying like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real attentive today. Mm-hmm. Like they they'll know the difference. So yeah. I mean. I like that the consistency part. I'm gonna try to. I think that's one thing I probably will do. Try to be more consistent with how you handle, how I handle them on a day to day basis. You know, yeah, so it's not like one day they could be like, I get, I'm gonna get one over on daddy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm already spoiled them anyway, so they probably gonna <laughs> think that anyway. But I'm gonna try to be, <laughs> be consistent yeah. with everything. So yeah, I appreciate it. this. Is a dope conversation though. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was very good. I think I you, like, like you said, it's your, not, not your first first podcast, but like I said, this is different than you get the lights, the camera, and all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like you did a great job. So Thank you. I appreciate it. And I thank you for the opportunity. No, you're welcome. Like I said, I, mm-hmm. I watch. I, I, I don't, anybody have my guests that I have on here? I never have somebody that just like just, just, just came out there and started doing something. I've always been watching them for a minute. That's how you get these genuine conversations. Because sometimes I've been wanting to ask for a minute. I just didn't ask the person. Yeah. Then I finally get them in front of me. Like, I got time to ask them this and ask them that. So, yeah, like Which, I said, almost, I think, 2018, the first time I, 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 I saw you. Yeah. So, since then, hey, I've been it's watching. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that's it. Well, if in, you know, Corona years, you got to add yeah, four years. Every, like, every year, Corona, like four years. Yes, Corona here been here 10 years. It's crazy, man. But um, yeah, this was dope, man. You got anything you want to tell people before we get out of here? Um, I don't, I would, just at me. If you need any of my services, and I, I've already named them, I'll name them again, uh, Motivational Speaking, behavior uh modification and i'm a behavior specialist parent coaching um did i say counseling (laughs) counseling character development and trade skills i um i can assist you with all of those areas but um yeah man the goal is to be better and i have a couple events coming up this year as i mentioned and i just hope you guys tune in and Check out my page, CRYDC19 on Facebook. That's where I mostly am. And on Instagram at Beautiful Ray of Light. All right, man. One Man's Podcast. We out.